1: Blog Talk
2: Radio Tonight, we'll go back some time The seasons past. The 22 men graced the rugged fields of yesterday, fighting for one more first down, one more yard gain, one final score, which would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron. Tonight, we'll explore the world of gridiron greats. Welcome to gridiron greats football history and its memorabilia on the gridiron greats publishing and broadcasting network in conjunction with Swick Enterprises. And we're live from the Southport, North Carolina home of Gridiron Greats Magazine. I'm Bob Swick, publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine. I'll be your host for the show. Gridiron Greats is the only publication in America that focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football games since its inception in 1869. We cover 150-plus years of football history and memorabilia Find us on the web at gridirongreatsmagazine.com. Is that this time? I'd like to introduce my co-host, the senior contributing writer to Gridiron Greats Magazine, a football memorabilia historian specializing in pre-World War II items, in particular Red Grange and also Seattle Seahawk items, in particular Steve Lardin. He hails from Portland, Oregon. Mr. Joe Squires. Joe!
0: Welcome to the show this evening. Bob, well, so good to be back. Seems like it's been a long time.
2: You are the world
0: traveler. We were all hoping <laughs> for your
2: safe return from a foreign, a, a, a scary, in my opinion, let me retrace that, from a scary foreign country yeah. while you were watching the other football. Um, and I got to ask, off script here. How was your trip? How were the games? Uh, uh,
0: just like you said, our our number one goal was to not start an ISIS video. Um, you know, I, I travel with three other buddies. The four of us this is our third World Cup. and you know, we we love it. We have fun. I mean, it, it's it's a blast. But trust me, we realized, you know, we were going you know, where we were going in you know Qatar. Uh, it's you know, but uh, what one friend's brother was in the he's a you know he's in the Air Force, an officer in the Air Force he was stationed there for two years, so he kind of gave us some do's and don'ts so i feel like we went in there armed pretty well with what to do and not to do uh mm-hmm. you know they ran out hotel rooms they didn't finish a bunch of hotel rooms, so we stayed on a cruise ship that they docked you know in uh in oh you know, uh, the fort there in delta and uh as they say, Allah was not looking. You know, on these cruise ships. So, you know, uh, while you couldn't drink at the at the games, there's plenty of plenty of booze and fun to be made on the cruise ship. So, we had fun, but uh, it's definitely weird going to a country like that where half the population is, you know, subjugated, wearing burkas and you know, you know. et cetera. So, yeah, but it, it was fun. We saw uh, eleven matches, um, which is just unheard. Oh, wow. of uh, we saw three in one day twice, uh, I mean, which is, uh, they do four a day. You'll never, ever be able to do that again, because, you know, for example, in Russia, they would do one in Moscow, one in St. Petersburg, one in Sochi, and work, one, work. you know, somewhere else. I mean, unless you had a private jet, you you couldn't make, you physically couldn't be in four cities, you know, five hours apart. And this is work, amazing, because you had four games firing off, and, you know, each of them an hour apart by cab. so... The last couple days we hired a driver who would just get as close as possible, drop us off. We'd run out of a game, jump in, and he'd run us to another game. It was awesome. So We'll never be able to do three matches again. Unbelievable.
2: Well, block that out of your mind now. I guess let's get back to football. (laughs) A a real game. And you pointed (laughs) out something, which I did see in a memory lane auction. A blast from my past: an unopened 1965 tops football wax pack is up for auction, which has been certified by uh, BBCE and by PSA. It's graded, and uh, well, used to cost me a nickel. Many, many years later, would cost me now what? It's over eight thousand,
0: or seventy-five hundred with the uh, premium. You nailed it. I love your phrase there. What used to cost me a nickel. Uh, and <laughs> when I saw this, this is uh, the memory lane auction. It ends, uh, I want to say early January. I think it's like, you know, 12 or how many days? Anyways, 18 days left. Excuse me. And uh, I saw this pack. F- first of all, uh, you know, incredibly rare pack. I've seen, uh, this is my third 65 Tops pack ever being uh, that I've seen in years of collecting. Uh, We Mm -hmm. saw one about, what, six months ago that was raw uh, that was for sale on eBay. You know, I've I've got a pretty good relationship with Steve Hart at BBCE. So I I emailed the link to him and said, hey, can I pay you for a quick eval? And his response was, save your money. I've seen this one before. It's not good. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, fast forward about six months. Here's one. Uh, the minute I saw in lane, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a unicorn of the hobby. Uh, just these wax packs, and this one is, uh, as you mentioned, BBC sealed. Um, we were talking before the show, and they, they don't have a, they don't have a PSA, you know, uh, holder for this. We we think just because it's a tall boy, uh, right. but it's not. Right. It's not in a plastic tomb. It's in a sealed, you know, little, you know black plastic backer and sealed with the BBC you know logoed uh cellophane uh it's got a sticker on the back that doesn't have a normal number on it like do they normally do but it's the, the hologram cellophane so maybe they don't logo though i i i don't know maybe they only number uh, the boxes yeah not a lot of weird thing but yeah, i mean I would, it's legit obviously but, yeah i i i
2: would i would safely assume he he doesn't need to number it because that's probably maybe the second pack he's ever certified in his uh, career type of thing. Cause I've never seen yeah. any uh, that he's ever certified, I've never seen anything graded on it. I've never seen them, you know, other than uh, a couple of fake ones over the years. And that's it. Like the one six yeah. months ago. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is rare. I mean, they are rare. Uh, if I had foresight, yeah. I would have, uh, Borrowed money from everybody in my family and just ordered the <laughs> wax box, and I would uh, not be yeah. sitting here right now, and uh, so on and so forth. But again, you know, it is what it is. It's just an amazing piece, and my my gut feeling this is probably going to go close to fifteen, sixteen thousand. I, oh. I could be way off, but I think that's what it. And I could be completely wrong. It could get blown out of the water, you know, twenty five, thirty, forty thousand, whatever, you know. Pick a number out of the sky, and that's what it's, what it's going to go for. But uh, re- it's going to be really interesting to see. I'll be following this very closely uh, over the yeah. next few weeks
0: to see what happens to it. But,
2: Unbelievable. But it's funny. We've, Unbelievable. We've
0: seen ultra-rare stuff like this come to the market before, and it just, and as you mentioned, it's blown out of the water. But this is the first authenticated one I've seen. b b c sealed And I, I, I'm probably offline. They probably don't number. When they, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, the stickers, they probably don't number them, you know, when they, uh, when they do this to wax packs, because normally wax packs go off to PSA to get graded, but they probably don't have a holder. Right. So whatever it is, it's obviously good, right. and it, it's the only graded one I've ever seen. So yeah, it is. It's going to go for fireworks. And my, my yeah. first thought when I saw it was a young mustachioed walking in. <laughs> Whenever I think of you as a nine-year-old little boy, I always assume, you know, you had a mustache back then as well, uh, you know, walking into the I, store and plunk, plunking down your nickel, and uh, you're you your, one of the few people I know who've got a Joe Namath uh, that, they, that they pulled from a wax pack as a kid.
2: Yeah, I'll I tell you, you know, I've, I've been telling people about my, you know, when I talk about my collection, they always say, What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite set? So on and so forth, and I can I can really say I have two favorite sets: the sixty-five tops, by all means. I mean that is you know the instant childhood memory for me, and then yeah. the sixty-six Philly, not the sixty-five Philly, but the sixty-six Philly with that green background on the back of the card, and I can just visualize opening those packs when I was a kid. Same thing with the sixty-five tops, wax. Uh, just incredible memories and uh those those are my favorite sets. I guess if I had to get rid of get rid of everything I wouldn't get rid of my sixty five tops or my sixty six solely so. and I'm not concerned about condition. it is the condition that I grew up with you know not counting the cards I ended up buying over the years to finish the sets but uh they're just mm-hmm. you know it's a memory it's, it's a great memory it's a great memory and, and you know if i if I had a you know spare a couple hundred thousand to play with I would buy a memory of a '65 wax pack without a doubt, and a '66 Philly pack, and probably instead of keeping them sealed, I'd probably break them open, and just to see what was there <laughs> and see that type of thing. And and the big hype the big hype about this pack, uh, which we neglected to say, Lenny Dawson is on the back of the is uh, in the back of the pack, so I find yeah. that pretty interesting. And and I do remember now, vaguely when you oh when I opened the pack instead of the back of the card facing it was always the front of the card. I'm almost positive that's that's the way it was. I could be wrong though mm. and i i I don't know if it was it was always a similar type pack uh packing meaning that it'll always be the top card or the back card or you know whatever we we're, we're always the back of the card when you open the uh pack from what I remember. But the 65 pounds oh. I, I, I'm a little unsure about it, but then again, I kind of remember seeing the, the face of the player come right up, but I could still I can still visualize if, if this is possible, visualize the aroma of the gum in the pack if that's possible <laughs> So isn't that the best? You know, up, play on words with that to say the least uh, uh, so, Last
0: year, you reached out to a couple of us uh, for your article about why we collect. And I started off right. with uh, mine with uh, your sense of smell. I can still smell the gum from opening wax packs. And it's, uh, you know, it's something so nostalgic it takes me back. And I love that you just mentioned that. You're like, I can still smell the gum from the 65 pack. Yep. But, well, yep. I would imagine there's not many yeah, people that it. have a of a 65 Tallboy pack. You know, if Lenny Dawson's on the back, if what are the odds that uh, Broadway Joe's inside? So... We'll just have to right. when I when I win it and I get home get it home and put it under the loop, you know, to take a peek in it. I'll uh, I'll let you know if I can see anything. Incredible piece
2: to um, to pick up, and it's an incredible incredible uh, memory for me. At the same time, yeah. So, uh, I I I'm always interested in seeing seeing a lot of the uh, old wax packs come to auction, seeing them for sale, so on and so forth. I like it even better if I'm at a show and I see some old wax packs at the same time. And uh, I I did a local show here a few weeks back in Wilmington, and a guy had uh, some junk wax, which is no longer junk wax because, uh, you know, the price for 90 crows, <laughs> that is $25 a box now, $30 a box yeah, or whatever. But we were we were talking about old wax and uh, I know I had a few years on him, and he said his greatest memory of the wax pack was the 81 Tops. That was the one he started uh, opening when he was a kid. So it was pretty yeah.
0: interesting. Pretty interesting. It's cool. Uh, same auction as a uh, 65 Philly, which I was mistaken. I thought 65 Philly was your uh, Philly pack that you opened. Yeah, you just mentioned it was 66. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I
2: did, yeah. I did the 65 silly pack was the one uh, you picked up at the uh, whatever national that was. Yeah. So, so I, and actually, you know, it's interesting. I still have every card from that pack. I got them in oh. uh, holders. I still have it. And you can still see the, the oh. same stain running through on each one of That's them. It cool. was
0: funny. Yeah. That was such but, a weird uh, thing. Well, I, you know, I was so happy to got, get that in, in GAI you know, just somebody like you who, you know, spent your entire life opening them. It. It's funny. I, 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 I can't even open thousands of packs of 84 tops, and I I probably couldn't tell you the collation of them, you know, or how they're arranging. or it's up. Yeah. It's gone in the middle, and they face into it, you know, but uh, yeah, I probably should have paid more attention. As a kid, I just wasn't that analytical. <laughs> you know, but yeah, really cool auction pretty rare stuff and uh 65 tops wax pack and uh, just would look amazing in my unopened, uh, you know, wax pack to yeah. hanging in my office. Uh, but we'll see. I gotta, might need to sell some more blood. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll, All right. we'll see.
2: Um, our special guest, Joe, you're there. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Our special guest is here, and I'd like to uh, introduce him and talk to him. Our special guest tonight was a guest back in June 2017. He was born in Louisiana and grew up in Mobile, Alabama. He graduated from the United States Military Academy in 2002. He commissioned as a second lieutenant in the engineers. He's currently in his 20th year of service with multiple deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan, has been stationed in Texas, Missouri, Hawaii, New York, California, Los Angeles, Fort Bragg, and he's currently at the Joint War College in Norfolk, Virginia. He earned a master's from Columbia University in 2011 in organizational psychology. He's married with three young children who I had the pleasure of meeting, a few weeks back, he's an expert on Army football memorabilia, particularly Army Navy tickets. And I would like to welcome tonight, Mr. Scotty Elton, to the show. Scotty, welcome to the show this evening.
3: Gentlemen, awesome to be here tonight. Bob, great to great to hear yeah, from you, Joe. Same
0: as same for you as well. Sure. Oh, weird! I, teen was when you were on it. I was like, "That's five years ago. Time flies, man." It does. It felt felt like yesterday. It was a good discussion. I do remember that. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe it's just because we're you know maybe it's just because we have so many text messages flying back and forth and I bought that. <laughs> what, what what sheet was that I bought from you a couple years ago, and we were going back and forth about it. Was it like a 3D sheet or something like that? I think.
3: Yeah, I, I think it was just I ran across some early like you know 3D proof sheets that I had in the collection I yeah. bought, and I thought of you. And I mean, obviously, anytime I run across anything large, and I will shoot you a note.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're a, a gentleman. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I got
2: I got to say this uh, some background here, as many know, I finally got something off my bucket list. I got to attend my first Army-Navy football battle, uh, compliments of uh, Daddy's uh, titties, and uh, I got to experience the pregame festivities for Army and enjoy a game of a century, apparently the first overtime game they ever played. Uh, Great seats, (laughs) great, great company. Um, I did make it back to the hotel room too, on the way home. Uh, so it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great time for all. I got I got to thank you, Scotty, uh, publicly, for all the uh, all the work you did uh, for that event. And um, I'm going to lead off by asking you something we asked you several years ago. How'd you get started collecting Army, Navy, and Army football memorabilia?
3: Yeah, I uh, well, first of all, I was, I was grateful you you joined us, Bob. I, I, it was a great company and it was a good group of people. And um, you know, for me, you know, when you go to one of the academies, you're you're indoctrinated on on the football programs, whichever one you go to. I mean, it's it's mandatory you attend the the football games, and, and so they become kind of part of part of your identity, whether you like it or not. Um, and then as you, after you graduate, you kind of realize that, that that's a way to keep a connection to, to the academy. Um, I think, you know, the military academies are one of the places you you spend four years. You can't wait to get out of there. And then the moment you graduate, you're kind of always fondly looking back. Yeah. And I guess it's, uh, it becomes becomes better with, as time passes. Um, huh. But, but about 15 years ago, I, I probably realized I was looking, you know, I was, I was kind of a old nostalgic. I was looking for some things. We had, um, you know, we, we got settled in a house. We were, I was trying, you know, I finally had a chance to get some stuff on the walls or something up, and I, I realized I didn't have much from the academies. and So I started looking around, and I realized that and kind of the, one of the first things I found was, you know, through eBay or something, was this old Army-Navy program from 1922. And that was really my first, like, introduction to football memorabilia. And what I was immediately taken aback by was just how colorful it was, how, you know, it was, it was this great, fantastic artwork. And it showed this, you know, this flapper woman, and, and she was, you know, a cartoon woman, and she was standing between these, you know, two cadets that were vying for her hand. And that, that was the cover of the program. It was It was a really great, you know kind of caught your eye it was colorful it was it was an oversized program and and i started digging in more and i i found the uh you know the early army notre dame programs which was a pretty big rivalry through the teens 20s 30s and 40s and those were equally colorful you had you know some remarkable lon keller artwork and so that kind of sucked me in and then what i found my niche was really with tickets you know and and i think you know you remember the old tickets now everything's e-ticket the old tickets they tore them in half and you had half the ticket i i love the idea that you know this this thing was at the game itself and and then i found that the full tickets you know these things were some pretty remarkable artwork in and of itself and they were extremely rare um you know you you had something that its entire purpose in life was to get torn in half and so you find something that that survived that gauntlet was pretty rare, and so I, I kind of, you know, set out a goal that I wanted to start piecing together the Army-Navy ticket collection, and especially it was kind of solidified when I found out that the academies themselves didn't have anything near that. They had some stubs and some fulls, but they didn't really have the full collection, and so, you know, you guys were, were talking about the, the 65 tall boys. Imagine if it was a 65 set Across 110 years, it, how uh, how difficult of a collection that would be. Uh, but but that was my introduction to to that. And then you know, as you you guys can appreciate as you learn more about the hobby, and you, especially if you're a niche collector, you can you can get pretty good at finding some really special stuff and and identifying special things when it comes to the to the uh, to market. Like you guys said with the pack there, and I've been very fortunate to to snag some pretty you know, special items as it relates to to West Point football. So that that's kind of my introduction to the
0: hobby there. Mm. So funny. I loved your analogy of, you know, going to West Point where it's just, you you, you know, you don't realize, I, I mean, and I'm, you know, ex-Navy and a, a similar path except I was enlisted, obviously. It, uh, it's so funny whenever people are like, oh, that must have been cool. It's like you know, I was too young and dumb to appreciate it at the time, uh, but what I was doing was so cool and so unique it just I didn't appreciate it and the 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 further I get away from it whenever I look back you know in fondness, it's just like, man, I wish I would have stopped and just kind of enjoyed that and realized how cool what I was doing was that's why that's why I enjoy your social media posts you know jumping out of airplanes and all these exercises and stuff that you run people through it's it's so cool you know i love it
3: well i appreciate it i mean it's uh you know i think i was telling you before i'm i'm old enough to know better uh but
0: uh
3: and young enough to still do it but definitely old enough that it it hurts (laughs) running around with people after age but it but it's uh it's exciting you know you try to you know, you, you try to provide some of that perspective. I, I've I've talked to cadets and and others, and I I try to t- you know, if I could go back in time and and talk to to cadet me, I'd I'd probably smack him in the head and then give him a hug. Um, but it's you know, you just like you said, you just you don't appreciate the opportunities that those institutions. Uh, whether it's the academy or the military or, or even just probably some of your day-to-day jobs, you know, offer you in terms of development and experiences. So I'm I'm extremely grateful for everything. I I've been uh, I mean every every job has its hard days, but but the military has been unbelievably um, a, a wonderful opportunity for me and my family. I'm I'm beyond you know grateful for the relationships and experiences that I've had.
0: Yeah uh i'm That's very great. sorry i missed that game uh but you know there's you know i i, I spoke to you at some point you know my Mia culpa where i'm like hey man i'm sorry you know got clearance from my wife to buy the tickets let's go i bought an extra one i was going to take a friend because she said no and then a little later she's like you know what that does sound cool let's do that philadelphia to watch army navy game with a, a cool host and a bunch of friends bob swick's going to be there this is awesome and then at some point uh, friend's birthday down in, in Mexico and other friends started going to that. And uh, at some point she's like, we, we should do this. And I just got kind of buffaloed into that by several friends. We all went to dinner and next, you know, there's six people there like, you know, come on, Joe. So uh, it sucked missing that. But uh, I, I mean, I loved the pictures that were going back and forth, all the fun, the fan of tickets that you spread out. I was proud of that. I mean, when I explained to people, what you are, uh what you do in the hobby and your passion for Army Navy stuff. I I do it with pride because 'cause I'm like, check this out, man. He helped with some of these tickets, uh the design of it. It just he's a historian in it. It's just it's it's pretty cool. Uh and, and I love it that I'm 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 proud to to know you and your passion for Army Navy. Uh well, how do you whittle that down the breadth of your collection. How do you whittle that down? Do you have like a top five things in your collection that you uh that you're passionate about?
3: Yeah, I I uh I I I absolutely I mean I think um I think when you're especially when you're uh you know I would say I'm a specialty collector probably in comparison, you know, there's um there's there's not a, a ton of army collectors, but when you have your team, you have your team and so on the side part of that is it makes it hard to find some of those specialty items sometimes. So you know, I think my probably my you know, if you were to tell me my top five, I, I think holistically the the ticket collection that I mentioned earlier, you know, I've got every ticket from eighteen ninety nine to twenty twenty two, uh, and about probably Ooh. ninety six Ninety-five to ninety-six percent of them are full tickets. Uh, so, so you know, less than wow. five are stubs, which I I was pretty proud. That's that was a it was a heck of a um, that's a good behemoth wrong. to tackle. Um, you know, I, I feel there's. Uh, I've got two game used trophy balls from the nineteen oh three and nineteen oh four games. Um, wow. th- these were these were you know, footballs that were used during the game, and then when they won, they, they trophied them, right? So they carved the score into them, they, they carved the year, and then they carved the team captain into it. Um, and then typically the academies would, would take a, a a picture with it. Um, and so I've got two of those official balls uh, as well. So that's obviously a pretty, pretty rare and special thing to have. Um, a couple years ago from Mears, I was able to pick up uh Glenn Davis's warm up jacket, which is you know, was pretty cool. It was consigned by his son. Um you know, and I you gotta you gotta kinda take the the provenance with, with that and through Mears, a reputable yeah. source and so it was was uh fortunate to pick that up with a you know photo that goes along so it's kinda cool to have you know what a Heisman trophy winner wore during the wartime years to kinda hold that in your hand. I tried it yeah, on. It, I'm, uh fortunately I'm I'm uh, I'm not the strapping young man that maybe Gunn Davis was. <laughs> uh but it's <laughs> I love um, that
0: you tried it on though. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh um
3: uh, another uh, another one of my I, I snagged – a in alignment with that. So I do have a, a 45, you know, which is their championship year. Uh 45 team signed football. Um and and so it's pretty cool that, you know, I mean, Army did well during the war years for a variety of reasons. It's got it's got three national championships. Um, you know, one in um one in fourteen, you know, nineteen fourteen and then forty uh four and forty five. And, and there's a lot of discussion about it, but they, they're named national champions. So to have a team signed ball from that with two Heismans on it is pretty cool. And then okay. I would say last one you know, just to kind of round it out. You mentioned it, and that's something I am i am really proud of. So I think the hobby, at least the ticket hobby, there's a lot of concern amongst collectors that it's dying because of the e-tickets. And I, I can understand that. It's a lot cheaper and easier for the, the stadiums and the teams to manage. But one of the things that I've been able to work with um, the academies, particularly West Point, is, you know, there's an opportunity where, they have a cache of VIP tickets and they typically will do about five to 600 VIP tickets that they hand out to their dignitaries and their specialties. And so I've been able to work with them the last couple of years, uh, to design it. Right. And so what we, what they've done is they'll take one of the old tickets from my collection and then they model the the current ticket, you know, with that theme. So the. 2020 ticket was a game that was a COVID game. It was played at Mikey Stadium. So the last time that game was played at West Point was in 1943. So they modeled the 2020 ticket after my full 1943 ticket and then posted a picture of that one on the back of it. And then uh, this year the 2022 ticket was modeled after the 1947 ticket. So they took a scan of my 47 and then modeled that ticket after that. And so that's pretty special. I think we're trying to do that. I'm working with Greg, uh, the painter, Greg Krendler, uh, and, and had him, he's, I've commissioned him to do a painting of the 1890 game, which is the first game. And the intent there is, is we'll try and get that on the cover of the program, uh, in 2025 for the 125th, uh, game that's wow. coming up. So, you know, probably ran, ran through those rapid fire, but if, you know, if you, if you were to tell me to sell everything, that's probably the, the, the pieces I'd put in a corner and protect at all costs. Hmm.
0: That's really cool. I didn't know the, the breadth of that, that, uh, that, how humbling is that did they come to you and say, "Hey, we know you collect on this. We kind of want to do a nod to the history of the the tickets," or was that something you suggested?
3: I think it was a little bit both ways. I I do know some of the guys inside the uh, um, inside West Point. I've got some friends there, and then I, I know some of the other guys that work, particularly in some of the offices. and And there's a you know there's a there's a handful of people that are committed to just the history of. Of either West Point sports or or just sports memorabilia in general, and you know they're again they understand from a p- profitability going to e tickets, but but they're they're upset that you know this is kind of a dying part of the game, so they want to hold on to that the best they can. And I think it was a it was a target of opportunity for both of us that we we could come up with something cool and and still preserve the history of it. Hmm. And it, like, that's you, think that's
2: it, cool. you think about it, 600 tickets out of all those seats there for the game is just so mind-boggling to me. I mean, such a rare piece of memorabilia generated for such a classic game. Uh, just It just blows my mind. And it, a quick story tying that in, I was in the elevator coming home to get back to my hotel room, and there was a bunch of, of guys that came back from the game and uh, I had I had pulled the ticket out with and put it with my program. Then one guy said, "What's that?" And I said, uh, "I got a printed ticket from where I was sitting." And they couldn't believe it. So we we got out, out, out on the floor and I was showing the guys, and uh, they couldn't believe it because they had the e-ticket. And I said, "Yeah, there was only 600 of these printed," and I sat in the section where they were. were in. So it was pretty cool. It was really cool. Unbelievable. Truly hmm. really unbelievable. Ed-
0: Funny, we were talking about World Cup, but uh, all the all the tickets at World Cup were, were electronic, which kind of sucks. Wow. Uh, but uh, we noticed the natives, all the Qatarians, had printed tickets that came in these really cool little packets. And at one point, I'm like, man, I should go ask one of these guys for one of these tickets. But when we left the game, there was always a dozen or so people with signs, uh, I, uh, I collect uh, physical tickets, we'll buy. And I was I just, it was really cool. Well, I don't know. It, it's kind of odd, too. But, I mean, here it is. Yeah. I mean, all digital tickets and people are really yearning after those print tickets. I mean, we all know the reason they're after the print tickets. It's not, you know, it's not for their collection. But, anyways. Wow. Unbelievable. Well,
3: yeah, I, I, up, I mean, it's,
2: uh... no, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just going to say, moving to the game itself, I mean, it, it's just a, such an incredible experience, uh, just everything from start to finish. The pregame tailgate was was, was amazing, uh, you know, talking there, then going over to the field, watching all the pregame festivities, uh, you know, the guys jumping into the circle, the, the overflies, and so on and so forth. It, it makes the game um, so great. And in in your mind or in your opinion, Scotty, it, it's got to it got to mean a lot to football collectors, whether or not you collect Army Navy or college football or professional football or anything, what whatever you may collect. What are your thoughts about that as as the whole game meaning to uh, collecting per se?
3: Yeah, I I mean I I know you mentioned it, and I, I tell anyone whether you're whether you're a graduate of the academy or not whether you're connected to the military or not if you ever have the opportunity to go to an army navy game in person you absolutely have to go right it it is exactly what you just said is is part of the game right so the 60 minutes you know the 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 four quarters that that are playing is an element of the overall game for army navy and i think what is so special about that is that has been that way for at least 100 years i mean that that entire experience has been that way almost since its inception um and and very little you know outside of the technology very little has changed i mean amazing you know even the uniforms right like the the cadet uniforms sure. have been the same for a hundred years. They did a march on a hundred years ago there was There was a alumni out drinking alcohol and eating hot dogs in the in the parking lot a hundred years ago and they They all cheer for their team and they come on and there's there's a lot that happens inside of that and I think too um and you know there's a lot of debate sometimes it gets classified as not exciting football, but I think you got two teams that play, you know, was the traditionally the triple option football. And so what that means to, yeah. so I think, to football collectors is that is hard-hitting,
2: old-school football.
3: And, um, you know, if you're really a true, you know, most of our collectors, friends, and people in the, in the collecting industry probably grew up with football from their kids, when they were a kid and they watched it and they watched either college or pro and they probably watched a lot of triple option style football growing up. And so you're almost stepping back in time that way as you watch these two teams, just slug it out. Um, and the first half may, may seem really slow and boring, but they're really, it's a long, you know, Joe, you just went watch soccer. So I don't want to hear anything about boring sports, uh, (laughs) and slow building sports. Touche.
2: But, but it's similar to that where you know
3: you don't you don't want to be the first team to make a mistake and i think when you watch the right. games you watch and see yeah. that you you're just slugging each other and if one makes a mistake that's where you jump in there that's the fast movement that you got to be quick to capitalize on those mistakes and um and i think if you were to you know i i i went back and looked at it i mean you know They've been 123 games. Of the 123 games, 55 of them were decided by a touchdown or less, right? I mean, they are – doesn't matter the the uh, record going into the game. It, none of that matters yeah. mm-hmm. because it is mm-hmm. it is a slugfest every time. It is the most important games to these guys. And so, you're kind of a long answer to your question there. It's all rolled into one. You have the – you have the the rivalry, you have the the pageantry, you have just the nostalgia, you have the hard-hitting football, and so all of that combined produces an experience, and, and Bob, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, you know, the feeling when you were at the, the pregame, the feeling when you walk in the stadium and you watch the game unfold, it's probably, it's, for me, it's different than when I just go to a regular NFL or college game, right? It's It just feels oh, it,
2: different. It, it, it it's it was sur- it was a surrealistic experience for me it was just you know waiting in line to get into the tailgate i'm talking to you know total strangers everybody's friendly um very nice people talking to blah 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 and then get into the tailgate you got the music going on you got kids throwing nerf footballs on the on the runway there it was just such a pleasant experience it was so much fun to see it was just so different and then to walk into the stadium was just just totally incredible, and starting to see what was going on on the field. And then again, I had to. I knew there were some pregame activities, and I didn't. I didn't realize how spectacular those were. Followed into the game, and, and a game of the century. You know, I, I just could ask for a better experience. Uh, totally. And again, to me, I, the way I can explain it as a football fan and i'm saying i don't know how many hundreds of games i've seen you know in person uh, it nothing compared to it it was a top five experience for me uh i thought the time uh, we in when we were living in Connecticut, we saw army air force at west point uh for the president uh what's it called the president's um upper commanders and chiefs yeah, yeah in chiefs Chief. yep yeah and um I thought that game was phenomenal, uh, but this can't, can't even compare it to that. That uh, this was just no, an wow. incredible experience, just incredible. It was, and I,
3: I'll add, you know, I think so. The the game has predominantly been in Philly, and it, it's not a guarantee. So the the city's bid on it just like like they bid on any major uh, sporting mm-hmm. event. It brings a lot. It brings a lot of people and money into the area, and, and Philly has predominantly won the bid if you look at the whole history but um you know the next five games are not going to be at philly they're spread between boston, boston? and dc yeah. and, and new york um next year's in boston um and then in five years it'll come back to philly and i i've been to a lot i've been to other venues outside of philly and they're 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 okay and they're good but i i gotta hand i gotta kind of call out the city of philadelphia it, it is such an exceptional host to that game. It, it really understands what that game means to both sides. It structure and layout right there with Lincoln Field is excellent, where, you know, it kind of has, you know, for those, so the Eagles, the Sixers, and um, and then um, the Phillies all play in that yep. complex, right? So it's a huge complex. Yep. It's set up very nicely for parking. You can you can kind of catch a train to, you know, before or after activities or hotels. So, you know, I, I think you know if you're going to talk about the atmosphere of that game you almost have to talk the atmosphere of the city that it's hosted in and and I I got to give credit to Philly on on masterly kind of setting that up
2: yeah well, it was, that's it was cool. I saw the like seeing the layout of all the four, of the three stadiums there and have the four sports teams in that actual complex it was an excellent idea because you do have a lot of parking, and, and it was relatively orderly getting out of there after the game. So that was that was another big plus uh, for the game itself. So it was, it was a very enjoyable experience. Next year at Foxborough should be pretty interesting, because, again, logistically yeah. it's a lot different than, than what Philly is, uh, even with all the improvements they made around there. So that should be interesting next year one way or the other. But what a great experience. I, I just... I, I still get goosebumps thinking about it, and I, I just, and I, you know, that night when I went back to the room after the game, and I called Brenda up, and I said, I, I just can't believe what I, what I just experienced, and she went to a Army-Navy party down here, and I was texting her back and forth and sending them live pictures, so they they thought it was pretty cool at the same time. Great experience. That's awesome. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> hmm. Scotty, I think you said you're getting uh, you're, you're getting sent overseas. Uh, so th- this will be one of the last Army Navy games you attend or you know slash involved in. Correct? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a
3: well, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, I you know the the wonderful thing about the Army is is um, you typically don't know what's next on the agenda for you until the next day that you're leaving. So. there's an option that I get stationed overseas that once I'm done with this uh, assignment, I mean, it's, it's looking like it's going that way. And so, yeah, I mean, if I'm, you know, it'd be about a two year assignment. If I'm overseas, I probably more likely than not would not come back, especially as you talked about, you know, Boston or DC or Jersey. I mean, great venues, but just kind of difficult um, makes it for a difficult and expensive Mm -hmm. trip, but I'll still continue to work with the Academy, you know, on these tickets. I'll still continue to work with them. You know, I'm going to work with Greg on finishing this this painting next year and really trying to get that in front of them for the program. I mean, you know, the history drives on, right? And so we want to continue to make sure that, uh, one, it's celebrated, and, two, there's opportunity for collectors to have a, a physical piece of that history. You know, I mean, 600 people took home a ticket from the first overtime game, you know, in the series, which is pretty special.
0: Yeah. And sure. one of the best games. Seen. Uh, you know what a what a great game. Uh, boy, it had to be a nail biter down there on the one yard line, the you know the one foot line. You know, in, in overtime, you're just like, oh man, this is it. But uh, you know, that's the way the ball bounces. Yep.
3: Yeah, The army, cool, felt, cool. army felt it on the other end about ten years ago when it was almost the exact same play, and then it ended up yeah. in in the reverse.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's football Any given variety. That's why we play the game. Um, so, I mean, you know, love, love having you on the program. Obviously, you know, we're you're here because on the heels of the army Navy game with the captain, but, uh, you know, collecting wise, uh, you, you know, you, you gotta have some great stories that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same. I call it the monster. I'm collecting every program and every ticket stub from Red Grange's college games. Uh, I'm about sixty percent of the way through. I'm lucky if I add one thing a year. I mean, so your monster is this, but you know, with that comes great stories, meeting people, provenance of things, like you mentioned with you know Glenn Army Davis's jacket. Well, you know, what are some good fun stories you've uh, you've had over the years associated with your your uh, your monster? Um,
3: yeah, I, I think you know, there's been some like you said. I mean, it, when something pops up, I mean, your heartbeat you know, increases, you're like, Oh man, this, this is, this is it. This is my once a year thing. Right. And and it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you don't know what day it is. And so you're always kind of looking and feeling, but you're trying to, (laughs) to realize it's a, it's a marathon. I mean, you can't, you just, you have to treat it for what it is and you can't get, you know, if you miss out on something, you get overly emotional about it. Um, but you know, I think some of the, the wins I get excited about was when, is when there's something you know maybe a little special to the item that I pick up, and so I've got a couple of tickets that that were part of the you know the president's crew, right? And so a couple of games the presidents go to, and um, you know I think I have the you know '65 that that was part of the the president's box, and so the owner of that ticket was part of the president's entourage and sat in his in his president's box and. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pretend it was the president's ticket. You know, you can never tell with his entourage. <laughs> but the but little things like that are always really special with this game. Um, you know, or, or there's a name written on it, and you, you want to research who the name was and kind of what their story was uh, and who was entitled to it. But I think, you know, you mentioned it. I, I think the greatest thing for this is, is – is not the physical items it's it's the people you meet i mean i've i've just i've met such wonderful people that i would not you know would not be in my life if it wasn't for this i mean i I think you you know there's unfortunate where people get wrapped around the the thing or the value yeah yeah uh yeah (laughs) just having met you (laughs) has made my life complete right And, and and going through that um but, but but yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, they, I've got, we were, you know, hopefully we could have had you, you know, we would have had a big crew at the game there, but it would have been great, right, represent I mean, he's I a good friend of mine, uh, you know, Jeff Garfinkel. I've known him for many years. We met through the hobby. Uh, Joe, you, Bob, right, uh, Jeff Payne with VFC. I mean, there's some really kind of big-name people that, you, you kind of you get to know and you realize they're wonderful they're wonderful people um and yeah. i think sometimes the hobby gets a bad rep when you know if you're dealing with just dealers it can be difficult right and so you get to know the collectors and it's a completely different group and that's that's what i've been most excited about and that's what really i think my takeaway is um you know going forward mm. bob uh, that's very program and ticket stub
0: and i i know you you know I know you protected it, and it made its way home.
2: I'm, I'm looking looking at them right now. I got them in my uh, in man cave, and um, I also have my beat navy pin that they handed out at the pregame. <laughs> um, I forgot all about that. I was I was unpacking my. I just took a backpack with my basically, and uh, I had shoved it in there to make sure I could get us through the. Uh, TSA there and it was fine it was no big deal but uh, those are my three collectibles and I got got to make a quick comment on the program the program is is superb Uh, the way it is laid out printed uh, the articles the information it's incredible for what you get for 10 buck programs out there uh, for games which are you know one quarter of the size and and 80% less information than you would get in an Army Navy program uh so that's a great collectible too. And uh, it was in, it was interesting they were only selling the program at, on the main uh, mezzanine uh when you walked in at the uh little uh eagle shops there. And that was it. You couldn't get them anyplace else. Yep. So yeah, and, and, and they sold and they out they it. sold out well
3: before the game began.
2: Really? Okay. I'm so glad yep. I did what I did because I I bought a, I bought two programs, one for a fellow here and, uh mine, and uh, I knew they were going to be they were going to sell out quick. I had a I had a very strong feeling, and uh, but that was just another great part of the game. At the same time,
0: um, looks like all right. So I just did a quick look. Final. Looks like there's one on
2: eBay. How much are they going for? Probably uh, sure the ticket, There's three of them. All right. I can only imagine if three tickets at eBay, and how much they're going to go. They're going to sell them for. It'd be incredible prices on
0: them. Yeah, I don't see any tickets. Yeah, uh, that would be the rare one. I mean, I think Scotty's heart would go pitter patter if. Oh my! Oh, well, there is a. <laughs> there's two of them on eBay. Oh my! Yeah, I
3: think I saw those just posted, so I think they've got some days left. Those are the ones that are running at auction, and, um, you know, I one's think you, know, you
0: got folks. One's autographed, what Bob. That two Bob from, from Scotty. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that, one, that one's really rare. <laughs>
2: That that's gotta be a five, six figure ticket if there ever was one, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. Scotty, any final <laughs> thoughts and any advice for a big getting collector, whether it be Army Navy collector or football in general.
3: No, guys, I, I appreciate it. I mean I think just, you know, build your network, get to know people. Um you know, t- take a take a nice slow approach to it, and and I mean, collect what you enjoy, right? I mean, if you're, um, you know, I took the approach of I'm going to get, I'm going to really understand Army football. It's what I love. It's what I enjoy. It's got a great history, and uh, take the time to learn from it. And I've enjoyed that path. I mean, I've 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 veered left and right every now and then, and I'm I've kind of always came back to the center and and sold off the stuff that's not really interesting to me, and and I've always stuck <laughs> to what what I've enjoyed. Hmm. Yeah,
2: That's great. That's great. Good advice. That's go. As you said before, it's nice to have a different perspective on the hobby other than just dealing with dealers or talking to dealers. There's a lot of lifetime friendships that can be made in the hobby. Uh I know that for a fact. And uh it the hobby's really grown. I mean, football. Memorabilia collecting, football card collecting has come out far, far, uh, far advanced since its uh, infancy back in the 60s and the 70s, and it's it's mainstream collecting today, and, and there's a lot of nice memorabilia out there, keeping the history of the game alive, so on and so forth. So uh, I, I just got to say, what you've done with Army-Navy tickets, Scotty, is just incredible, and I also want to add, I want to thank you and, and Joe, too, for your service our country uh to see those young men and women out there uh at the stadium and to see them at the pregame uh it just gives me hope for our world and our society and our country and it was it was it was good for me to see that i really needed to see that again and uh it was great well awesome well gentlemen great talking to you let's
3: not let's not wait five more years next time and and y'all have a, a wonderful day
0: I plan on paying you a visit to one of these assignments, Scotty. So uh, you'll, you'll be seeing me. <laughs> That's
2: good. Our special guest this evening, Scotty Otten, Army, Navy, uh, memorabilia historian and collector and expert. Uh, great time at the game. At a, a couple other observations here. I really wish you were there. I, I understand World Cup I was on once every four years, type of thing, but uh, just to see the pageantry and you could you could just feel the history of the game while you were mm-hmm. there in the stadium I mean, it was just it was just amazing to me i mean, I mean I've seen literally what probably over fifty army navy games on t v over the years. We always watched it, my father always enjoyed watching it t v um and but it nothing can compare to seeing the game in person and and just experiencing it at the same time. And it was the same thing I when I went to the um West Point to see Army and Air Force that game. Uh I thought that was an incredible game. That was one of my top 5 games uh watching in person. And it was just great and uh just to see the cadets there uh you know standing up for for the entire game and never letting up their cheers for their team. It was just it, great. It's just a great experience all around. Uh, It's just amazing. That is very
0: cool. Um, Trust me, it's would I rather be hanging out with friends, watching football, and and the military aspect of it. Scotty, there's a bunch of us that joke around. Army, Navy, trust me, we all love each other, but the the, the humor is there. Uh, Would I rather be watching football with friends and the captain and, uh, you know, and uh, everybody I mean, I fun in Mexico. Mexico it was great, but trust me, my heart was on this text thread we had going on with all the pictures and the jokes going back and forth and everything. It was, uh, yeah. it was tough. Well,
2: it was, it was a great, just a great experience. And like I said, it was, it was just a top five game for me uh, in all the games I've ever attended in person over the years. It was, just, it was just a great experience, and. Um, uh it's just you know, that's all I can say. Great experience. It was just incredible. Yeah. To to attend and, and to, to to see and to, and it was a whirlwind forty eight hours, that's the way I look at it. I flew out Friday afternoon yeah. and I flew home Sunday morning and I got home landed here at noontime, was home before two o'clock and that was it was just an amazing, yep. amazing, amazing
0: time. Well, amazing time to see the it's definitely some lemon juice in the paper cut, you know, to hear, you know, historians and friends saying that was top five game ever. And I'm just kind of head down shaking it right now, just going, "Cry me," you know, that, that, you know, if it was a 3-0, you know, thing, you know, 20 degrees below and nobody could move the ball, it's like, all right, well, I'm glad I watched that from, you know, you know, from the warmth of a, you know, of a, of a bar. But, yeah. you know, watch the game and the way it ended and just the, the – yeah, the, the the tailgating, the Patrick, that the, the pre-game and post-game is what I was really missing, you know. Yeah. 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 Ah.
2: post post post-game, I, I didn't know what was going on one way or the other. I, I basically just uh I got a lift ride back to the uh, hotel room, which wasn't too far from where where the stadium was, but that was an experience in itself because uh, you know, 30,000 people were trying to get lift rides at the same time. So uh that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But I got back, it was fine. And they there was a big party at the big party at the hotel also. Uh so I talked to like I said I was talking to the guys in the elevator, talked to people down in the lobby there. So it was, it was great. It was it was it was very nice. A few of the cadets checked in that night also. Uh so that was interesting to see. It, it, again, it's just the pageantry, the history uh, it's just all there. It's everything you could possibly want
0: in a football game. Now we're
2: down about one minute, Joe. Uh,
0: final thoughts? Ah, what a great guest. I just just an, an intelligent, articulate, uh, you, you know, historian of the game. And I just uh, I love his passion and his focus. And he he said something that really resonates with me. We've all collected something, left it. Regretted it, come back to it. I mean I i am in the middle of that right now, so I, I I dig it.
2: I hear what he's saying, and it was it was such an honor to meet him and his family and his friends there. It was just, just a wonderful time. I right, I can't say more about it. All right, that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. We're gonna be back. We've got to do a few more shows before the end of the year. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, GridironGrates Magazine dot com. <laughs>